Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dude. Dog. Damage. It's the Lugow on the bed. The Knicks' dream is not dead. 877-337-6666. Yes, the night is darkest before the dawn, but the Knicks' season is not dead. I am not jumping off the ship when they need me the most. 877-337-6666. Yes, they are struggling right now. Yes, they are shorthanded. Yes, the new additions from the Pistons. Alec Burks was a total mess. Bogey hasn't been great either. They have been struggling. The Knicks are in a bad way right now. They are scuffling. Things look bleak. Things look like they are over, but I am here to tell you it is in fact not over. As we turn the page here to March, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, I still remember January. I still remember the new look Knicks. I still remember the team that traded for OG Ananobi and had the best record in the NBA. I still remember that team. And that team can still take the floor this season. OG Ananobi has been cleared to shoot baskets. OG Ananobi in theory, back in a couple weeks. Mitchell Robinson, he should be back in a couple weeks. Julius Randle should be back by the end of the season. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is still hope. This team gets healthy. This team gets everybody on the floor. There is still hope. I saw a damn good basketball team. I saw a team that is as good as any team in the NBA. And I saw a team that contend for the trip a team that can go out there and win a championship. That is what I am holding on to. It is not lost yet. I am not ready to concede. I am not ready to send in the resignation to the coalition of Nick haters, of course, led by one Mr. Evan Roberts. I am not ready to do that because I know the potential of this team. I know it. Superstar Jalen Brunson, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, top to bottom, the depth, the dudes, the dogs, and I've been hearing from a lot of you, and I get it, and people think I'm making excuses for the team. I'm not making excuses. I'm clearly pointing out facts, and the facts is Julius Randle, when you lose a top 30 player, your second best player on the team, that is a massive, massive hit to your roster. Then you lose OG Ananobi, arguably the most important player on the Knicks team, because remember, when Ananobi came here, Everything took off from there. They have not been the same team since OG went down. I'm not making excuses. I'm just pointing out the facts. They are not the same basketball team. Point to a team in the NBA. We could go over every team if you want. Show me the team in the NBA that could lose their second and third best player and be the same team they were before those guys got hurt. Don't worry, I'll wait. It doesn't happen, and it won't happen. So, yeah, this current Knicks team, can they win a title? Absolutely not. Can they make a deep run? No. But 
Those players are not out for the year. Ananobi's not out for the year. Julius is not out for the year. Mitchell Robinson, in theory, not out for the year. They will get those guys back. The team you and I saw in January can get back on the floor playing basketball together. That can happen. So as we sit here, and I heard the station all day long, we even touched it today on Evan and Tiki with Sean. Evan was out, Sean and Tiki. And I hear a lot of, you know, dire straight, and the season's over, and it's all for naught, and they won the championship in January, and LOL Knicks, and on and on. And I'm here to tell you that that is not, in fact, the case. I am not giving up. I will stand strong on this because the team that I saw in January, the team I saw post-OG Ananobi trade is still there. Those guys, reinforcements are on their way. You have to sort of hold the fort for now. And when those guys get back, now, the dreams of being the two or three seed certainly are likely out the window here because of the fact that they are shorthanded, they're scuffling, but they are going to be in the playoffs. They are going to have the ability to make a deep run if they get these players back because you want to throw out all the stats and all the factoids. And again, I hear from the coalition of Nick haters on a nightly basis that want to point out the fact that they've struggled against bad teams. I don't care what they did post-Ananobi trade, or excuse me, pre-Ananobi trade, and I don't want to hear anything after he got hurt. Show me the record when he was in the lineup. Show me the record when OG Ananobi, when Julius Randle, when they were healthy, then we can talk. Give me that record. Because that was the team that beat the Nuggets, the defending champs. That was the team that beat the Timberwolves top seed in the West for basically the entire season. That's the team that went down to Philadelphia and whooped the Sixers, and Embiid was healthy at that point. That's that team. That's the team we're talking about. I don't care about what happened before that, and I don't care about right now. Yes, you got to you know stay strong, keep your standing, do what you got to do. But as far as losing hope, as far as saying this season's over, as far as saying it's collapsing, as far as saying they have no chance, that's just flat out not true because the reinforcements are on their way. And when those guys get back here, Julius, OG, Robinson, then we will see the same basketball team we saw in January that took the league by storm. So it's easy to sit here now and say, oh, the sky is falling, it's over, the season is done. Tom Thibodeau ran the team into the ground. Now, I will say this real quickly about Thibodeau, who I have defended for sure, his style of coaching, on and on, because I think the Knicks are building culture and a winning formula and a championship team, and I want guys out there grinding and playing tough, hard defense and offense throughout the game. I have to... I would be remiss if I didn't point out last night that Josh Hart played 47 minutes and 10 seconds. 47 minutes and 10 seconds. Now, at one point in the fourth quarter, I thought the Knicks had cloned Josh Hart. I thought there were three Josh Harts. I'm like, homeboy can't even go to the bathroom? This dude can't even, you know, take a a pee-pee break? Can he sit for four minutes, maybe? He played the entire game! I don't know if I've ever even seen that. Like I said, I thought they figured out a way to clone people, and there were 15 Josh Harts! Can we stop? He doesn't need to play 48 minutes, basically. And I understand Josh Hart is basically, you know, chiseled out of granite. But come on. And I get you got to get these guys out here. But let the guy get a little bit of a of a break to powder his nose. My goodness. 47 minutes. I thought the Knicks discovered a way to clone people. And there were several Josh Harts. Uh, that, that That's a little egregious. 
I will defend the coach, but I will not go that far. Okay, you push me to my limit, coach, all right? I cannot defend playing Josh Hart essentially the entire game. I think he sat for basically 50 seconds. Like I said, he probably had to go tinkle. So I, I, that's the only thing I could think of because that is, that, that's a little egregious. All right, that, that's, that's, that's egregious. I'm sorry, and I'm sure Josh wants to play that many minutes a night, but that's just not sustainable. And in, look, game was, it got close in the end, but it was essentially a blowout. So in that type of spot, playing Josh, you know, 48 minutes essentially, the poor guy can't even have a, a break to take a, like a nap at halftime. I mean, that's that, that was just utterly ridiculous. So from that perspective, can't defend. But what I can defend is that the Knicks are not dead. It is not over. The season is not lost. It is not over. They are getting these players back. Reinforcements are on their way. Hold the fort for now. And when those guys get back, we will see the same basketball team that we saw in January. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Kevin in Cranford, New Jersey. What's up, Kevin? Yo, Lugie. Yo. Hey, so, again, the Knicks are dogs. The Knicks do damage. Yes. Right now, we are dogging it, brother. Yes, but they are they are they are they are shorthanded, and again, it's not a excuse making. They are doing the best they can with what they have right now. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you right now that they are doing damage because they certainly are not. But when they get Ananobi back, when they get Julius back, when they get Mitchell Robinson back, and they allow to get like Alec Burks, I mean, they could send him back to Detroit. Uh, you know, yesterday there but, will be guys that'll get less minutes, and it'll be a totally different basketball team. It'll Luke, be closer to the team we saw in January. You're my hype guy with the Knicks. Yes. Last night was an absolute heartbreaker. What was it, 17-4 to 4 at one point? It was like, I'm listening to Gio this morning. I'm like, hey, you got to be kidding me, bro. Like, I'm re- revisiting this. Yeah, Kev. I mean, that that was early, early on. It was it was brutal. Of course, we got a text from uh, in our Evan and Tiki uh, group chat from Evan, who was you know probably on a you know a flight on Spirit Airlines flying down to Florida, and you know you know him. He's just a you know he's a jerk. So he he had to obviously poke fun at the score. Look, I I was wondering if the Knicks were even going to score a basket in the first quarter last night. It was ugly. It was bad. The Warriors rolled into town and and they beat him. Like I said, the game got a little close in the fourth quarter, but basically it was. It was essentially a blowout. The Warriors could get a basket pretty much anytime they wanted. And it, yeah, yeah, right now, it's tough. It's tough. I could come on here and give you the bravado that right now things are fine and they have dudes and they have dogs and they roll extremely dude heavy and they're going to do damage and you know the shtick by now. I'm not going to do that. But what I am not also going to do is basically wave the old white flag for the coalition indicators. You, you will have, we will have our day. We will have our time to dance. We will have our moment in the sun. If, and when the Knicks don't win the chip this year, but not doing it now, not doing it in March. No, no, no. I stand strong. 877-337-6666. Chris is in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Luke, what's up, man? Yo, dude, what's going on? Chilling, man. Question for you. Yeah. Keep saying about the Knicks, how they're going to be, uh, back and everybody's coming back are you a little bit worried about the chemistry some of these guys haven't even played together yet so yeah some of them obviously the new additions i wonder about the playing time for alec burks which i don't look i know tom thibodeau loves him but right now he's got limited options i think his minutes will decrease a lot when ananobi other guys come back chemistry it could take some time but again ananobi played with these guys for about a month. If Robinson's back in a week, you have a little bit of time. Julius has obviously played with all these guys, so I'm not worried about the chemistry there. I'd like to see them play. Adenobi, I'd like to see get another month in before the playoffs. Now, the reports this week is that he could come back by like mid-March, so that would be about a month before the first round. So I think that's plenty of time to get back in the swing of things. If Robinson's back 
early March. Obviously, he's played with a lot of these guys, not all of them, but then you would have time there to build the chemistry. And like I said, Julius has been around for a while. I don't question his ability to get the chemistry going with those guys. And Julius Randle, look, I, I'm concerned from this level. I know we, I, he's coming back. Julius Randle will step foot on the floor and play a basketball game for the Knicks this season. I don't know if his body will give out at that point, but this guy is not going to get surgery to end the season. He's not. He's going to get back on the floor because that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of man he is. He knows the team needs him. He wants to get out there. He wants to play basketball. He wants to be in the playoffs. Now, his body might have different plans, but Julius Randle will play. He will give it a go. He will give it a try 100%. Now, Will the head coach play him 48 minutes and basically, you know, blow his shoulder out in the first game? Time will tell. But Tom Thibodeau, like I said, I gave the comparison to Tom Coughlin on Evidence Tiki today. This is probably a wider discussion and a discussion we can have at a future date. But he is going to have to adjust a little bit of his coaching style. And I think somebody in that organization, probably Leon Rose, has to pull him aside. Maybe one of the leaders, maybe the Nova Knicks, they could start a little council, a Knicks council, if you were. And they got to pull him aside and say, hey, we could still go, you know, 150 miles an hour, but once in a while we got to pull it back a little bit. And I think this season will lend that. But I'm not giving up. It's March 1st. I am not not giving up. This season is still intact. This season is still a go. There are reinforcements on the way. 877 877- Three three seven sixty six sixty six. Otis is in Middlesex County. What's up? Oh, what's going on? Hey, Lugie, how are you doing? Great job. Enjoy listening. Thanks, man. Appreciate but it. I just wanted to follow up on your point with the Knicks, yeah. and I and I couldn't agree with you more. I wanted to make make a next point about it. Like obviously, what you say, no team, any team in the NBA, you lose three or four best players or something. It's even more sometimes. Of course, you're not going to win. No, definitely. You know, everybody always says you can't use injuries as an excuse. Yes, you can. Because if you lose your three best players, you're not going to win. And I mentioned that because I actually like the Knicks, but I'm a big Nets fan. I'm one of the three of them. And, <laughs> you know, when everybody you know talks about the Nets built a, a disastrous team, Sean Marks did a bad job, whatever. You know, when the Nets played Milwaukee, I mean, if people would remember. Kyrie I mean, got Kyrie hurt. Kyrie goes yep. down. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie goes down because Giannis sticks his big foot in the, and basically makes him push his ankle. Sure. Harden gets hurt. Jeff yep. Green got hurt. The yep. fact is, the Nets are winning easily that championship. Uh, and they never. Otis, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say easily, but you are right as a, as a net Nick fan there, more of a net fan. Yes, the Nets dreams with their big three were absolutely 100% derailed by injuries. They become a what-if, no doubt about it. Kyrie goes down hard, and so we'll never know. And the Knicks are in the same situation. The only thing I'll say about this Knicks team in that perspective is that I, the Nets were more about, all right, we got to win now. We got all these superstar players. It's about winning now. Hopefully they can win a couple championships. I believe the window was smaller with the Nets. It didn't work out. I fully believe this window is larger with the Knicks. Jalen Brunson, I don't think, is going anywhere. Julius Randle, I know a lot of it. He's polarizing. I don't think he's going anywhere. Ananobi, I think, will come back to the Knicks. They will re-sign him. They have all these first-round picks. They are building a really, 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 really good program. The Knicks are building a good team. I don't think they're going anywhere. If it's not this year, again, not giving up this year. But going forward, I think the Knicks have put themselves in the position and in the conversation to go for the chip every single year. Their head coach... Bigger discussion, broader discussion for another day. I think at times we'll have to adjust his coaching style, much like Tom Coughlin did with the Giants, in order to lead this team to the title. But where the where the, the Nets had a 
smaller window. I think the Knicks have a, a larger window. But, yes, injuries can rear their ugly head. You have to be healthy. If you don't have all your guys out there, you're not going to win. What you call excuses, I call facts. And the facts of the matter are, when you lose Randall, top 30 player, all-star year in, year out, when you lose OG Ananobi, your best defender, a guy that when he came to the Knicks, Flipped everything. The script was flipped. They went on this run. They had a great January, best record in the NBA, all that. When you lose two players like that, there are very few, if any, there are none. There are no teams in the NBA that can survive that. So right now, the Knicks absolutely are scuffling. They are not playing good basketball. The head coach has, you know, 17 Josh Hart's out there playing 48 minutes a night. They are trying to not take on a lot of water right now. But I'm here to tell you on March 1st, that the season is not over. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer. Lugie, here on The Fan. When we get back, more of your Nick calls. I want to get into this weird Darren Waller. Is he retired? Is he not retiring situation? Plus, I want to discuss Caleb Williams and his draft position. All of that right here on The Fan. Yeah, 654 here on The Fan. Tommy Lugauer. The Lugauer. So... There was a report out earlier today that Darren Waller, after this season, contemplated retirement, but then decided he was going to come back. And then a few hours later, Paul Schwartz, the Post, spoke to Waller, and Darren Waller reportedly is still mulling retirement. So my my situation is this. Darren Waller, obviously, I was very excited when the Giants traded for him. I thought that would give Daniel Jones a number one option as a, a tight end, but really a number one receiver. Waller stunk last year. I mean, he was completely shot, and my f- concerns with him, number one, I think he's just all the injuries, he's just not the same player anymore, and maybe his focus, look, he's starting his rap career, and if he wants to spit bars, that's his That's his business. I don't care what the hell he does, but I want the focus to be on winning and to win a championship, and if this guy's kind of like wishy-washy on whether he wants to play or not, I hope he could give the Giants enough time and give them uh, enough heads up before the draft that he is, in fact, retiring. Now, if the Giants select Brock Bowers tight end out of Georgia it, with their number six pick, I'm going to be annoyed because I don't want to take a t- uh, tight end in the top ten. I just don't like that. And Bowers, of course, is the number one tight end coming out of the draft. If he's Travis Kelsey, great. If he's George Kittle, awesome. I'll sign up. But there's just no way, there's just no way to know that. Now, speaking of the draft, Caleb Williams. We brought this up today on Evan and Tiki. And, look, it's got maybe 3% chance of happening. But if some weird reason Caleb Williams falls to number six, the Giants better take him. And if you're not on board with that, I just don't get that. To me, Caleb Williams is as good as any player in the entire NFL draft. I don't care if he cried with his mother after he lost the game. I don't care that he struggled a little bit this year at USC. They were horrible. They had a miserable defense. We're talking about a Heisman Trophy winner. We're talking about a guy that is a perfect fit in the modern NFL is his ability to run, throw the deep ball. I would be ecstatic if Caleb Williams is the quarterback. And as far as Sports Talk Radio, if you give me Caleb Williams the starter and Tommy DeVito the backup, I could basically buy that house out in Long Island because we were being really good business if that's the case because that is perfect Sports Talk Radio. All right, that'll do it for me. My thanks to Connor Green on the other side of the glass. Keith McPherson's coming your way next. Evan and Tiki. Evan will be back from Florida after he met with the man from Milwaukee, David Stearns, and a surprise visit with a particular Met that's been in the news a lot this offseason as well. So that's coming up Monday at 2 o'clock, and then, of course, I'll be back with the Lou Gower at 6.30. Enjoy the weekend. We will talk on Monday. Later.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 